But every once in a while, we just come to a, a place where I believe, as we're going through, God just says, now I'd like to talk to y'all about this. And we came to Revelation chapter 20, which is the most incredible event in the entire annals of human history. It is when Jesus Christ finally gets the glory that he deserves. And in Revelation chapter 20, as it describes this time, what it does for us is it shows that Satan is going to be cast into the bottomless pit. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to rule and reign in his manifest presence in the fullness of his glory. The scripture says in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 14 that at that point, the entire earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And the question we've been asking ourselves through all of this is that if it's that simple to just take Satan, cast him into the bottomless pit and set this thing up, and God finally give to his son the glory that he deserves, and that's what he's always been about, and he's made that very clear throughout the scripture, why hasn't he done it before now? And so what we've done is we've just stepped back from that thing. And what you begin to see is that what God is going to do in the millennium, when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back to the earth and he rules and reigns in his manifest presence and the earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, what he's going to do then is what he really wants to do right now, but in a different way. That day, he's going to literally physically come back to this earth and from a literal physical throne in Jerusalem, he'll rule the world. What he wants to do right now is he wants to sit enthroned on our hearts and rule and reign in us. He wants His manifest presence to be revealed in us, and He wants to fill us with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And through that, glorify the Lord Jesus Christ with the glory that He deserves. And what it's done for us, as we've talked about this, is it's opened up this incredible Pandora's box because as we talk about that, and it makes for you know, real nice flowery lingo. But as you just begin to look around practically at believers in these last days, it's just real hard, near nigh impossible to find those believers who are actually giving the Lord Jesus Christ the glory that he deserves as he rules and reigns in them and in the fullness of his glory and his manifest presence and they have the knowledge of God that that Paul talked about knowing him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. We've been asking ourselves, where are those people? And it's not enough just to ask, where are they? The question we've been trying to ask ourselves is, why aren't we? Why aren't we those people? And so God just directed us on a little sidebar, if you will. Sidebars, in my estimation, are more important than the real bars. Because this is where God just starts going to, to work. And he takes all this stuff that we've been studying, and he just says, <clears throat> and we all go, oh, I can't wait till the rev gets off this. But that's kind of where we are right now. We've been talking about the exodus. And we, we went back and we looked at Israel's exodus. And let's try to cruise through some of this to get, uh, get on to the real stuff, but this is important in laying a foundation for all of us to be brought into remembrance and for those of you that haven't been here in this study to figure out where we are. We looked at Israel's exodus, we looked at the purpose of this exodus, and we saw that it wasn't just to bring them, say it with me, out of Egypt, it was to bring them into 
Canaan. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 23, for those of you that may be guests and want to check this out, and I would encourage you to do so, God says just that. Listen, the reason I brought you out of Egypt is not just for the sake of bringing you out of Egypt. It was to bring you into the land of Canaan, and that is repeated throughout the Old Testament. Number two, it wasn't just to satisfy them, that is the nation of Israel, but to glorify God. In Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse 9, just jot that reference down, what God says is the reason that I brought you out of Egypt was, listen to this, y'all, was for my name's sake. He said so that it would no longer be polluted among the heathen. What he was saying is, listen, yes, I brought you out of Egypt because you were in bondage and it hurt and, and it stunk. But the reason I did it wasn't for you. I did it for me. I did it for my name's sake. And yeah, you got the benefit of it. But oh, it was so much more than that. This was so that my name might be upheld in the world and people might glorify my name. Number three, it wasn't just to bless them, but that through them, that is the nation of Israel, God might bless the world. Now listen, that was always God's intention for Israel, Israel, that through His blessing on them, yes, He intended to bless them, but through that blessing, what He wanted to do was bless all of the nations of the earth. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, just jot that down. Genesis 12, verses 2 and 3, this is when He's calling out Abraham, and He says, I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, listen, and make you a what? I'll make you a blessing. And he says, and through you, what I'll do is I'll bless all of the families of the earth. And that was what that whole Exodus thing was all about. And we saw that there is more ground given to that story than any other story in the entire Bible. I mean, the Old Testament is just full. I mean, several books of the Bible and just teaching that, and we saw the reason for that, is that that event was not just a portion of Israel's history, but it was a portrait of the Christian life, because it was just a, a miniature, really, of something God was going to do that we were going to become the beneficiaries of. We, too, were going to have an exodus. And God found us in the muck and mire of this world system. He found us... In Egypt, and we have seen that what God's purpose in this is, it wasn't just to bring us out of the bondage of our sin, but it was to bring us into the fullness of life in Christ. It wasn't just to bring us out of the bondage of our sin, but to bring us into the fullness of life in Christ. We, we saw that our exodus, it wasn't just to get an angry God off of our backs, it wasn't just so that we could go to heaven when we croak. It wasn't just so that we could be freed from the guilt and the oppression and the bondage of sin. All of those things we became the beneficiaries of. And yes, it was a part of the exodus and God wanted to do that on our behalf. But that wasn't the goal. It wasn't an end in itself. Bringing us out of the bondage of our sin was so that we could be brought into something else that we could have never experienced if we were still stuck back in our sin. He wants us to understand and to live and experience the fullness of life in Christ. Number two, it wasn't just to bring pleasure to our life, 
but that our life might bring pleasure to God. As hard as it is for us to get into our selfish little heads, man, the Christian life, y'all, it is not about us. God wants to use our life, just like He did with the nation of Israel, to glorify Himself. This whole thing was not just so that we don't have to go around guilty anymore. This, this Christian life thing is so that the Lord Jesus Christ can begin to live through us in His manifest presence and be glorified on the earth. It's not just for to bring pleasure to us, but to bring pleasure to Him. Number three, it wasn't just to bless us, but that through us, God might bless the world. Now, now listen. God's all about blessing us. He wants to do that because He is a good God. He, he is a, He's a gracious God. He is a, a, a giving God. But listen, just like Israel, y'all, God never intended for His blessings in our life to be as if we were a bucket. And we just, we just keep receiving these blessings. Man, ain't God good? Isn't this cool? 